One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the PH Nutrition Podcast. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Tom McClure, one of our coaches, and High Rocks winner. This is the key thing that we want to be talking about. You have been there on the dance floor. When it impairs, was it, was it, was that, am, am I correct? Like, you are correct. Just give, me, the, just give yeah. the listeners, yeah, give the listeners an overview of what, what, what you won and when it was. Oh, put me on the spot now. I've got my flag somewhere. Everyone gets a flag, what we call a tea <laughs> towel when you win high rocks. Yeah, mixed doubles, pairs. Mixed doubles. Uh, yeah, first place in our, in our age category. I think that was October, Birmingham, October 2021. You didn't so, go yeah, to Vegas. No, no, I had a wedding to plan, so that kind of took priority, yeah. Good stuff, mate. Uh, so look, you are well positioned to be uh, giving us some insight in terms of nutrition for race week, leading into high rocks. I think this is, you know, something that uh, often people maybe put a lot of pressure on themselves about um, or get a little bit overwhelmed with what to kind of actually do. So if we're going to break it down, talk about what to do leading into the week, what to do the night before, what to do on race day, and what to do after. So firstly, let's give people uh, works when there's a bit of a framework. I think that's the key thing that we want to kind of focus on, uh, you know, with the week, kind of the week leading into High Rocks. So uh, talk, talk us through a couple of the key principles, Tom. Excellent. So we're going to follow a framework that I like to use and have used with clients is a 6-4-2 framework leading into the competition. So... What I mean by that is that we're going to start by six days out. Uh, and this is the perfect opportunity to just do a little bit of planning and get things organized and kind of front load your, your week. What you don't want to be doing is kind of chasing logistics, chasing nutrition and kind of making things up on the fly. It's likely around this point, you'll get your start time as well. You normally get that emailed across to you in the week leading up to the competition. Uh, and it's just a little reminder as well is that something that we see happen all too often is people get to race week and they suddenly rip up their kind of rule book and their bible and everything that they've been following and they suddenly start doing lots of things maybe differently lots of things very randomly when it comes to their training and their nutrition so if if i give one piece of advice for kind of six days out and to continue for the rest of the week is don't rock the boat too much keep things very similar we are creatures of habit you will know what kind of works for you in terms of like the meals you like, the snacks that you like, the race kit, everything you're going to need for a race day. So spend a little bit of time and just map out your week, map out your last few training sessions, plan in your meals, plan in your snacks based upon the information we're going to give you here today. Yeah, fantastic. I think it's a key thing that we often focus on the 
physiology, like the you know macros and timings and everything else. But the psycho, you know, the psychological aspect of feeling prepared, I think, is 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 a is a really good thing. So yeah, like you say, even going into like say kit and order all your supplements, your, your gels and and everything else, and like say plan the meals. Like, I think that's a key thing. So that's six days. So also, we're not going to be banging on about training because uh, you know this is something that is unique to everybody. Like if your training age is relatively high, then you can get away with still keeping the training load, you know, pretty much the same. You want to taper a little bit, but if it's, you know, something that you're just starting and you, you know, you're relatively new to kind of this type of training, then you will need to just make sure that you're not doing too much. Okay. In the kind of, you know, three, four, five days beforehand, like still turn up, but don't be absolutely doing double sessions and crushing yourself. Cool. So six days. Now we're going to to four days out. What are the key things we want to be focusing on here, mate? So four days out. Number one for me is making sleep a non-negotiable. So I want people to sleep like a baby. Uh, it's the best way to kind of recharge the batteries. Uh, I know sometimes going into a race week, your mind can start to kind of play tricks on you. Maybe you are tapering your training down. You're not doing as much. And it's very easy to kind of end up just distracted and looking for kind of things to keep your mind at bay but the one thing i think to really focus on like we've always banged on about is wind down properly one hour before you want to be asleep really focus on getting good quality sleep and you'll wake up you know as the week goes on just feeling really well rested and really ready to go yeah fantastic good stuff i always think that sleeping by her baby i'm like i want to change that maybe we'll sleep like a student like, yes, the baby's very, baby very cut with the night. Like, in front of you, like a student, like 10 hours out, boom, like, don't move. Uh, but yeah, prioritize yeah. sleep, fantastic. Go back to episode two, I think it was me and you did the 9 p.m. club for a load of sleep strategies. So, stuff. Yeah. Next, I want to talk a little bit about dietary nitrates. Now, I know I said potentially not to kind of rock the boat too much, uh, but placing a more of an emphasis on foods that have a high dietary nitrate. Uh, in them, whether you were just talking everyday foods like spinach, rocket, beetroot, or this is the opportunity to add in a more concentrated dose, so a beat it shot, every day, four days out from that point until race day. It's going to help uh, deliver you know, oxygen into your muscles. It's going to help your rate of recovery. I don't think it will rock the boat too much if you've not used it before. Yeah, Really good science that shows that you don't have to necessarily have loaded uh, beetroot, it, it can have a, a one-off effect. You can take one shot before a training session midweek, see how you feel on it. Don't necessarily have to take it on rest day, uh, sorry, race day if you're, if you're not quite sure about it, but you can definitely load your body up, you know, four days out, one shot per day to get some good dietary nitrates in your system. Yeah, I think it's there's a lot of research coming out on it that's be very beneficial for this type of event, high rocks. So, uh, you know, strength and endurance. So, Good stuff. Um, yeah, beat the shots are the ones that they, 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 you know, that you can get them off Amazon or get them in most Holland Barrett's, etc. as well. So definitely worth checking them out. There's some really, very good feedback with this. So four days out, two days out. What do we want to be doing now? Two days out. Now we want to carb load like a pro. Okay. okay? We mean? don't want to carb load like the 1970s and like just an eat, yeah, three, three bowls of pasta the night before and all that kind of stuff. Again, we want to be thinking about it being organized and just drip feeding your carbohydrates. Yeah. So the tank is nice and full, but you don't feel heavy. You don't feel bloated. You just feel that the tank is ready. Go give it your best on race day. So 
if you if you want to know the numbers, I would recommend keeping your protein and fats as you normally would. Again, stick to similar foods, things that you know work for you. You want to be aiming for about three to five grams of carbs per kilogram of body weight per day. Mm-hmm. So as a, as an example, if you're an 80 kilo athlete, if you times that by three, that's 240. If you times uh, five by 80, that's 400 grams of carbs per day. And like I said, you don't have to have big, massive portions. Again, look at what you currently do. And can you add an extra piece of fruit at breakfast? Could you have a, a, an extra glass of fruit juice, maybe some chocolate milk, make more of your snacks, more carb heavy than protein heavy. So you bagels, crumpets, wraps, uh, yogurt with fruit pre-bed. Just think about how you can distribute your carbohydrates across the day. Again, that should just help with feeling full in the tank, but not full in the stomach. Yeah, I think it's something that we hammer home and, and we, not to be kind of like say, carbo-loading like an amateur, you've got to be thinking about doing it, you know, being proactive with it and doing it a couple of days before. And those numbers are, I think, realistic. I know that sometimes people might go 400 grams. But this is an 80 kilo person. Like they're, you know, they're not 60 kilo. So mm. If you go like, okay, well, 180 grams if you're 60 kilos, you know, up to 300 grams. Again, when you break that down, that number does seem big. But when you break it down and utilize a mixture of liquid and solid and, you know, nutrition and, and food choices, I do think it's achievable. Whereas some people might say, like, you know, some of the literature might kind of suggest eight to 10 grams. We're not elite athletes, okay? Like, even with our elite athlete, getting up towards those numbers, unless you're sitting on a bike for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours a day, it's not, it's just not needed. So I do think that they're, they're very realistic. And I do think that doing that is going to help your performance. Uh, it means that you're not going to be chasing it on, like, say, on that day. Because one of the things that I talk to a lot of, you know, a lot of the athletes, I work with, especially the footballers, people that are doing this type of an event, is that your race day meal should be a top up. This, this the, the morning of or the day of, you should be topping up the tank. So following Tom's advice here of six four two, that's that two days out. That's the day you need to eat a bit bigger because you're allowing your body that time to digest that. You're allowing it to be processed and you allow it to be stored as glycogen. As opposed to just going, oh, here's, here's a ton of food. And then I'm going to go and, you know, do high rocks and do burpee board <laughs> jumps for, you know, four hours later. It's, it's just not optimal. So I think that's fantastic advice. Very achievable, I think, as well. So should you be doing this even if you're resting? Should you be resting on that, that kind of two days, one day out? Maybe you're doing a light session. Even if, but if you're not doing anything for the two days beforehand, we should still be increasing our carbohydrate intake yeah yeah definitely i just think that's say just ensuring that you've got enough every meal every snack uh, i think again you've got to think about the majority of your time in high rocks is going to be spent at threshold and maybe even above you know this is not an aerobic competition you are going to be in the bin pretty quickly and you're going to be working out for 60 75 90 minutes maybe a bit longer carbohydrates are going to be your friend that that's what's going to be needed and like we said you don't want to be waking up feeling heavy feeling full you want to be like say just drip feeding things two days out one day out so that you're ready to go yeah fantastic stuff you can search on our instagram as well loads of snack based stuff we've got competition guide as well which has a ton of options in there but even just the ones that you outlined there additions to meals liquid 
making snacks more carbon mate super advice um and cool so we're now we're leading into the day before okay so now this is where the amateurs would have done not, you know kept training all week really hard and then they've just gone back oh it's the night before my pyrox event i'm gonna eat 400 grams of pasta and i'm gonna eat all of this ice cream and you know i need to, i need the fuel he said this is not optimal guys so what should we be doing the night before if anything and this is something that I do personally. I actually make my lunch the day before race day, my biggest meal of the day. Mm-hmm. I then find the night before there's no need to go crazy with that portion control. A normal sized meal is great. Be wary of foods that are higher in fat and higher in fiber. This will slow down the rate of gastric emptying. So you, it may impact your sleep. They're slower digesting. So I always shoot and recommend for a lean source of protein. So chicken, white fish is great. A normal portion of carbohydrates that you like, potatoes, pasta, rice is great. Mm. If you want a bit of veg or salads, go for it. But be wary of, again, high fiber. So be wary of broccoli, cabbage, and cauliflower. It might be worth having spinach, peppers, beetroot, those kind of things. A few athletes that I've worked with, sometimes the night before, we don't have any veg. Do you know what? Like you've had enough veg across the week. If you, if you don't want any additional fiber, if you want your food to digest really quickly, you can have one meal without veg. We'll let you off. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, and again, it should be something that ideally you're used to having. Yeah. You know, something that's, that's something so that, just like a nice go-to meal, something that's easy. Again, six days out, if you've done your planning, if you've done your, your food shop list for the week, if you've mapped your meals out, you know what you're having the night before. So it's nice and organized, nice and stress-free. Yeah, I, I do agree with you, mate, there, that regularity or the knowing, that it's the knowing that that makes me feel good. If you're like, oh, this is an opportunity to overeat. Like you're approaching it in the wrong way. <laughs> like don't think that this is just a time to get a ton of calories in. Um, like why we're saying is manage your fat and, and fiber content and, you know, like having it as, you know, as clean as possible is that, can you don't want those digestive issues. You don't want to be sitting there with the meat sweats or in a carb coma you know, or just feeling bloated and, you know, horrible. Like you want to make sure that you're feeling like, cool, I feel good. I feel nice. You know, I, I enjoyed eating that, yeah. you know, and then yeah. you know, kind of like say you're ready to sleep. You're not impacting that. Yeah. So I would also, I would also start with uh, potentially kind of preloading electrolytes the night before as well. Okay, so nice. I, I'd yeah. fill up, fill up a pint glass of water, pop an electrolyte tab- tablet in that and be sipping on that with my evening meal as well, just so that, yeah. If for whatever reason, maybe you've, you've been a bit slack with your hydration a couple of days out, you know, again, don't necessarily wait to wait till race day to think about hydration. Start at the night before. You're yeah, good definitely. to go. Yeah, definitely. But you're still following the same principles as day two, like the, the two days before. Like it, it's day two, day one, uh, you know, sorry, like race day minus two, race day minus one. That's the key thing to make in hitting that carbohydrate intake, that meal frequency across the day. So awesome stuff. So hopefully... We've, we've, we've fueled ourselves. We've slept well. We've, you know, we've loaded with nitrates. We've hydrated. You know, we've managed our training load. Man, I'm, I'm even feeling ready to go right now. <laughs> Race day, I wake up. What? So obviously there's a lot of variation with timings in terms of when people start. But give us, look, we'll, we'll talk about that, but give us some principles that we want to be thinking, you know, kind of focusing on. Like just, you know, just, just to give, yeah, framework on yep. that day. For uh, me, it's four key areas. It's hydration, it's breakfast, caffeine, which is optional, but it's still something to consider, and then a carb top up. 
Okay. So starting with hydration, the morning of, you're looking for five, 10 milliliters per kilogram of body weight. Most people, that's probably in between about four to 600, 750 mil of, mil of water. I would 100% recommend electrolytes. I can speak from personal experience. Hyrox competitions are warm. There's a lot yeah. of athletes. There's a lot of people going around that track in an indoor space. It's very, very warm in there. A lot of guys whip their top off straight away. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of environment. So again, front loading, making sure you're, you're well hydrated. We all, uh, a lot of listeners will probably be aware that we bang on about how much you can actually become dehydrated when you sleep. So start that hydration process early. Water plus electrolytes, first thing. On to breakfast. Again, this should be something that you're used to. Uh, you want to be obviously getting some carbohydrate in. Maybe pair with a little bit of protein as well, just to kind of slow down that digestion. So, so it's you know tickling away nicely in the system. I normally recommend one to two grams of carbs per kilogram of body weight. But again, if you're not used to maybe this amount, then kind of you know one gram per kilogram of body weight is a good number to shoot for. That might be like yeah. a bagel with a banana on it. That might be bagel banana with a bit of honey on it. Just something that's, you know, easy to eat. It might have to be portable if you've got to get on the train, get in the car. So again, yeah, six right, days out to true. plan that breakfast, what you're going to have. Very true. But you don't want to have too much fat. You don't want to be having like salmon and eggs potentially. You don't want to be having too much high fiber. If you want to go with the uh, white rice and honey option, which is the marathon runner's favorite at the minute, then, then be our guest. But again, it should be something you're used to that you can have at breakfast. Yeah. And Caffeine. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. sorry just, on, just on that, just on breakfast. Yeah. There's a lot of nuance around that in terms of the training time. Obviously, if you're like first up, what's one of the first eat times that you might get? Eight o'clock. This is a thing for me. I would still say that you need to then get up and eat enough. Like what yeah. Tom's just outlined there. You need to make sure that you're eating. Don't just go, oh, I'll have a knocko, you know, and get through. Like, yeah, you might train faster during the week. But if you want to perform at your best, I think eating something before doing your Hyrox is going to help you. Now, that might mean sacrificing 45 minutes of sleep and getting up and eating and, and following those principles. But I do think that that's yeah. something that you want to focus on. Now, if you're not until 7 p.m. in the evening, I think that there is license to add a little bit of protein and a little bit of fat in there. Yeah. Have a because normal you, breakfast, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Have your normal breakfast that you, you, you do. What we're talking about, what Tom's talking about there is if you're, you know, if you're morning, you're one of the morning ones or even when it's up to kind of like one, two, three o'clock, you know, you want to be thinking about that. Like if you're like in the evening, you basically just need to be focused on eating a normal breakfast. So yeah, good start. It's caffeine. I interrupted you. Caffeine. That's all right. Yeah. Caffeine. We know it can help performance. We know it can reduce the effects of fatigue. For some people, it's a mindset thing, almost a bit of a placebo thing, getting their, their caffeine in. Again, like we said right at the start, we want familiar and, and similarity. So if you're not someone who is used to taking a load of, a load of caffeine and it's going to push your heart rate through the roof and then you're going to go do 8K of running and exercises, maybe not the time to start introducing some caffeine in. But if you are good with caffeine if you use it around your training whether you tablets knocko double espresso whatever it is personally and with clients i sometimes find taking it 30 45 60 minutes before your start time is good because then it's in the system but you're not too jittery then when you're stood on that start line 
I don't know if High Rock still is, but the, when I did it last year, Red Bull was one of the sponsors and there were cans everywhere. And it's so easy to be like stood in the, in the start pen. I'll just have another can of Red Bull. Like be sensible with how much you take. Yeah. And if anything, maybe take it a little bit further away so it's in your system, but then you, you're focused, not jittery. Yeah, absolutely, mate. What's your opinion if you're an evening or late afternoon start time in terms of caffeine? On a race day or performance day, I would still use it 100% because you're there you to... didn't even prepare that and I completely agree. <laughs> you're, you're, you're there to win a race, win a podium, exactly. set a PR, qualify for the Worlds. Like It's performance nutrition hat on time, isn't it? And yeah. you know, if it affects your sleep a little bit, okay, but you're going to have a bit of time off after a comp. So if you want to perform at your best, yeah, get the caffeine in. Completely agree. Last one was carb top up. Yeah, I think this can be a really, really good option for, for most people. During or kind of after your warm-up, again, that kind of 30 to 60 minutes before your start time, taking some form of, of fast-absorbing carbohydrate on board can just help you top up the tank. Particularly if you've had an earlier breakfast, maybe you've had a bit of travel, if you're just... And also, you know, you're going into something that's going to be 60, 75, 90 minutes, like we said. So actually having something that's circulating in your system is going to help you before we potentially top you up during the race. So it could be sipping on a sports drink. It could be a carb gel, a chew, small banana, a little bit of dried fruit. Again, something that hopefully you're used to and, and, you're, and you're familiar with. But I think this can be a great option to just kind of calm the nerves. And again, just, just give you a little bit of fuel, a little bit of energy heading towards the start line. Yeah, I do. I think, I think it's a key thing. And maybe that some some people would often go, and utilize just caffeine in that in that time period. So if you can pair it with caffeine and carbs, I do think that that's the the kind of best way in that kind of golden 30 to 60 minutes before your start time. Like you say, yeah. as a top up, liquid-based nutrition, sports drink, anything else, like you say, chew, bar, gel, you know, utilize these things that you can transport anywhere with you. Uh, I think that that's a key thing because as we're going to go on to now, during the race, it can be a little bit challenging to get things in. Like, so I do think that that possibly one of the best things that people can do to ensure that they're going to, you know, support their performance throughout the whole race. Yeah, absolutely. And how we obviously quickly mentioned there before about if you've got slightly later start time, maybe you're kind of early afternoon. Again, use our 30... 90 principle of you know work back from your start time if you've had breakfast you might want a more substantial snack kind of on the way there or when you check in 90 minutes beforehand and then still use that carb top up top up 30 minutes before i've always said it to, to clients and i use it myself like better to take something than not even if yeah. you feel good even if you feel ready to go you don't feel hungry you don't feel low in energy take it because yeah. if you've not done a horrocks before you're about to experience something that's probably not nothing else out there at the minute. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, chucking a squares bar in, chucking a, you know, a pre-made bagel, chucking a gel a bar, it's not much. Yeah, no, it isn't. So be prepared. Otherwise, you might just be running on caffeine alone, the free caffeine stuff. So yeah, yeah, good stuff. Key thing there, later in the day, work back from your start time. Don't work forward, work back, and then it's much easier to plan your meals. You know, you want to be working back 30, 30 minutes using that carb top up, 90 minutes using a small snack, you know, maybe two, three hours before 
lunch or breakfast, two, three hours before breakfast, then you can be like, oh, I can map that out relatively easily as opposed to coming like, you know, waking up and then just going, oh, I'll eat whenever. And then you're chasing your nutrition because you've, you know, you're eating too much close to your workout. So good stuff, mate. Really, really good. Now we're getting into the race. Okay. So what's the, we've got, we've got a key kind of like framework that you can, that you can utilize that hopefully helps you perform the whole way through as opposed to just crushing the first four, four stations. So we spoke before about the race week leading in following a six, four, two protocol. And we're going to flip it. So it's a little reminder of two, four, and six, which relates to station two, station four, and station six. This is really good for people who are doing it individual or in pairs. If you're doing relay, it's so short, you're kind of two stations, two runs, bin yourself and done. Station two is, uh, is the sled push. When you finish the sled push, if you feel you need it, I would recommend a sip of water as you're leaving that rock zone. Now, high rocks athletes will know that the rock zone is really congested. It can be a space where you can lose a lot of time. So don't want people to fast. So it's an optional sip of water. Grab a cup of water, sip it, throw the rest over your head and, and get out that rock zone. That's, that's, uh, that's after station two. Station two, yeah. I do think that, you know, it's like someone that does like in, in the CrossFit sense, isn't it? It's just like, they're on an eight-minute AMRAP and they've drunk water through the first 45 minutes of their session. And then, you know, they're putting the dumbbell or the barbell down to go and sip water. And you're like, you don't need to. You're like, you're hydrated enough. Like, I think, like, you're right. That is definitely an optional one for me. Like, yeah. if you feel that you've, like, gone a bit lightheaded or whatever, like, you haven't fueled correctly leading into it. And hopefully you have listening to this podcast ensure that if you use that carb top up you shouldn't really need anything until halfway midway through station four onwards like we're going to talk about so i do think that if it looks congested skip it skip it get out of there yeah yeah so then station four is the burpee broad jumps which is a, a longer station if you're doing it individual i think when you're coming out of that station and you're and you're starting your first lap back out into the run for me that is the opportunity to take something on carbohydrate based for me ideally this is a a gel or a chew because you can probably put it in a a pocket in a zipper you can probably carry it on you very easily yeah this is a great opportunity to get some fast acting carbs in but always better to front load that's why i'm saying station at a station four you don't want to be having it at station seven when you've only got two stations left now is the time to have it you've got the two heaviest Stations out the way, station two and station three, which is the sled. Station four is a bit of a longer station than you're back into the run. If you're in a pairs, as you come into station five, which is the rowing, that's an opportunity actually where you're going to be working and resting, which is a perfect time to then stand there, take your gel on board, start eating your chew. If you've you've carried a little bottle of water around with you with some electrolyte carbs in it or something, you can be sipping on that. But again, like I said, that is the time, the point in the race, the, the, the optimal point to take on some, some intra-race carbohydrates just to top you up and just to help you through the second half of the race. Yeah, spot on, mate. That good timing of it, I think. Yeah, and then station six is the farmer's carry. So again, as you're coming out of station six, again, it's optional. If it's congested, if it's busy, if you're feeling good, you don't need it. But 
your core temperature is probably going to be at its at its peak. Your heart rate is going to be at its peak. You're you know you're you've been at threshold for a decent amount of time now. If you want a sip of water, that's the station to do it. You don't need to take water on every single station. You're going to lose a lot of time. You're going to be really inefficient. So if you want a sip of water, grab a cup, sip it, rest over the head, bin the cup, and then you've only got two stations and two runs to go. Fantastic, mate. Two, four, six, get it done. Basically, prioritize four, and then optional is two and six. But I think it's really practical advice. I think, like I say, this is why we're telling you to prioritize hydration from from the day before prioritize it get up get hydrated stay hydrated so that then you're not thinking oh i feel a bit dehydrated on my run like you should be feeling really really good you know uh, and well hydrated well fed you know well well fueled in the time leading into it so again you're not chasing it during the actual race because you just got to then make more decisions you got like say potentially you know wasting time doing things so yeah focus on just getting done uh, but putting it in the station four, the station four is fantastic, mate. Cool. So look, we just won High Rocks after <laughs> all of this information. We are the champions. Crushed it. Now, post race. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in on this, right? Before you give some advice, because there is some really good nutritional advice. If you're just doing it for the crack, don't worry. Enjoy yourself. If you did PR'd. Just have what you want. Don't matter. Like the key thing is if you if you are gonna then take a bit of time off, which you should do, which we're gonna talk about in a minute, then don't worry about it too much. Uh, because you're gonna have multiple days to to worry about recovery. But if you are someone that is more competitive or someone that wants to get back to training typically quickly, or you're more competitive, let's say more competitive athlete, listen to this, then what kind of advice can we uh, provide people with mate i would say the the window that kind of naught to three hours post race for me is really key when working with clients like you come the evening pizza burger and chips whatever you want to have is great but i think for me if we if i advise a nutritionist can get in there first and make some recommendations for you for, you, for some things for you to get on board at, that would be great uh you know post workout as well our body's more perceptible to take on good quality food and good nutrients and quickly particularly if we want to use liquid nutrition like we've mentioned about hydration's massive you, you're probably going to be feeling pretty dehydrated so you might want to do a, an all-in-one you might want to have a, a either a product or something pre-made that's got protein and carbohydrates and electrolytes all in which you which you can buy or make your own take it with you uh, or do you know what you can kind of do it yourself by popping an electrolyte tablet in a bottle of water you could then have some fast-acting carbohydrates in terms of a sports drink. You could have some chocolate milk. Uh, you might want to have, you know, a, a protein shake. You might want to have a, a kind of protein-based snack. But getting those those three key elements in, rehydrating, kicking, st- kick-starting the repair process with protein, kick-starting with, with, with carbohydrates, I think is, is really, really key. Rather than kind of, again, chasing your nutrition later in the day, don't just kind of sip on a bit of water and then leave it a couple of hours before having something to eat have something before leaving the event yeah great i think i think that's really really key yeah great advice and you know me and luke uh, spoke about it on another podcast around post-workout nutrition and actually that you're all in one 
the key things that we want to focus on, you can do this if you take in liquid-based nutrition. Like a shake is useful because it helps you to hydrate as well as chucking some protein and carbohydrates in there, which is going to repair and replenish. So for me, I think that's a key thing. Take something before you leave the event. I think that's cracking the rice. And then like I say, look, sleep we know is a non-negotiable. You know, it's it's something that you probably not need to worry about it that that day, but leading on after that, like that's where I often see when we, you know, we're working with people to do fitness competitions, whether it's one day, two days, you know, it's a lot of stress on the body. Even if you sometimes you can come away from it thinking, oh, I feel all right. You know, what often happens is that people go, oh, I feel all right. I want to get stronger. I need to get fit. I need to get, you know, that guy I saw, he was enormous or that girl was crushing it. So they get back in on the gym on Monday morning and all of a sudden they're like, oh, I don't really feel that well. <laughs> I don't really feel like that powerful here. you got to take a bit of time, two to three days of just not doing nothing, but just move. Okay. I don't, when I say move, this is more to do with crossfitters. When I say move, they go, oh, that means a 40 minute email. No, just walk or swim or do something away from your normal training stimulus. Uh, get outside, you know, and, and that's what I would suggest that you do for that two to three days and get that little bit of motivation back to come back into the gym. I think sometimes we end forcing ourselves to go back in too soon after a stressful, like, like an event, you know, a fitness event. And then that just puts too much pressure on us. And then as we know that there's higher risk of immune function, there's, you know, nervous system has taken a bit of a battering. And, you know, we also got muscle soreness. There's a reason why it's called delayed onset muscle soreness because it might peak around, you know, that 48 hours. So for me, I would suggest that, you know, that needs to be the time frame that you work on. What would be from a nutrition perspective? Look, I've, I've, I've crushed a shake you know, with a banana and um, electrolytes, left the event, went all in on the Mexican. Um, and uh, then uh, the next day, what are the type of things that I need to pre-prioritize in, mate? For me, it's about food quality. And yeah. the, the easiest thing I say to people is like, get as much color in as you possibly can. Yeah. Uh, so again, six days out, going right back to the start, like load your freezer up with frozen mixed fruit, and frozen veggies and just get them in your meals. Chuck them in your smoothies, put them on your porridge, add them to your oats, make a big salad, do a, a pasta bait and chuck loads of vegetables in. Egg fried rice is my favorite. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it get it, rice, like for me, veg. like big fruit salads, you know, throw the yogurt on top. Uh, even things like nuts and seeds are great. Just think about getting as much color in as you can. It will just, it will speed up that recovery process. Hydration still often overlooked post event. I know we've, we've mentioned it pre and during, but actually post as well. So keep an eye on the color of your urine. You know, if, if you notice that things are a bit brighter than they should be, either drink more or actually, do you know what? An electrolyte tablet in the morning or in the afternoon, if you're chasing your hydration a little bit again, will just help your body get back to that, you know, sense of, sense of normality and homeostasis as quickly as possible. Yeah. yeah I think, I think it's a spot on, mate. We just, we can overcomplicate it sometimes in that post-workout post-event period and i do think that just focusing on that is is some really key advice mate so cool tom i think that's wicked buddy i think it's some really practical take-home advice if you if you're you know if you're listening to this and you're going like okay i need this kind of a little bit more structured then we do have the competition nutrition guide which doesn't have the 642 uh, in there but it does map out 
competition day stuff talk about snacks talk about timing how to carb load tons of stuff so you know if you need a little bit more advice check that out but if not rewind this go and listen to it you know break it up and uh, go and crush high rocks you're 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 competing again correct in yeah yeah london's a two-day event which is awesome because it shows how how good how big the sport's getting down there on the sunday doing mixed doubles for the first time a man and female so yeah looking forward to that new challenge so yeah if anyone if anyone sees you around come say hi fantastic stuff look guys thank you so much for listening thank you for getting this far uh, share the podcast um rate it hope you um enjoyed this one if you are going to do higher rocks just please message us on instagram or give tom a high five as he's as he's running past you because he's going to be an absolute gun during higher rock but again thank you for the support with the podcast and we will catch you on the next episode planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.